where do you feel inspired? Where do you feel inspired? For my husband, I know that he has all sorts of ideas when he's in the shower. And I know that he is not alone in that, that lots of people have all sorts of smart ideas in the shower. For me, it is while I am driving. There is something about being trapped in a moving vehicle that helps me think, um, imagine. I It's like ideas percolate there for me. So this is a kind of weird episode. This morning, I was doing all of the drop-off for my kiddos, dropping off at school, you know, giving the hugs, saying the goodbyes. And on my way back, I felt inspired to share with you the thoughts that were rolling through my head. So hang on tight, folks, because I'm going to take you on a little bit of a car rant. I'm going to talk about those moments where you feel good. You feel good imagining the thing that you aspire towards. You feel good imagining all of the goals that you're going to achieve. But rather than that motivating you to go get them, to take on that goal, the feeling good gets in the way of you actually doing good. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the difference between being interested and being committed. And I am going to encourage you to take action. It's time. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Before I jump into this rant, I want to ask you all to quickly leave me a review. It would make my day. So if you have a moment, jump on to wherever it is that you listen to your podcast and leave me a little bit of feedback. If there's a type of episode that is really helping you out, let me know so I can make more of them. If there's a type of episode that you'd like to hear, if there's a topic you would like me to dive into, let me know. Um, I love hearing from you all. It makes my day. So help me out. And here we go. So this is a little bit of a different episode than I usually record. And it's maybe my thoughts aren't going to be as organized as they regularly are, but I hope that if anything, that they will at least feel inspired. So the thing that I was reflecting on, it started out with me really considering what it is that draws me to certain thought leaders, what draws me to certain thinkers, what draws me to motivational speakers, for example. And I've always been really frustrated when people feel motivating, but it like feels empty. And I was trying to figure out if I could articulate 
what separated people that feel like they're offering empty motivation. And like, by that, I mean, it feels like it has no depth or it feels like you're just pumping me up, but you're not giving me anything that I can actually act on to implement and change my life. And I I was trying to figure out if I could kind of articulate what those things were. And I was reminded of this discussion that I had in one of my graduate courses, my very, very, very first year of my doctoral work. Uh, I was taking a class with Dr. Michael Bowman. Um, I can like feel myself getting emotional. Um, When I was when I was a master's student, Michael was like a rock star. He was editing the biggest journal in my field. And um, he just seemed like a superstar to me. And of course, like now, like looking back on things, I'm like, oh, he was just like a person with a job that he did really well. And his wife, Ruth, I felt the same, same way about um, Ruth was actually my dissertation advisor and um, such a lovely human. And I'm feeling emotional because I'm so incredibly grateful for um, having these people in my life. So anyway, he is, Michael is this like kind of curmudgeonly professor. He's funny, um, a little bit grumpy, and um, I adore him. And it, we were we were in like this writing class, a writing for graduate students kind of class, and he was like reading about writing is a bunch of crap, <laughs> and you know which is funny thing kind of for an academic to say because we like to read a lot, and he's like reading about writing is crap. He's like you read it and you just feel good about it, and so you feel like you've done something when all you did was actually read about it. And now because you feel good, you don't feel like you have to do anything. And instead, what you really need to do is just sit down and write, write the darn thing. And I think about this so often. I love reading, you know, maybe they call them self-help books or self-improvement books or personal development or productivity or time management books, whatever. Maybe it's even, you know, reading a book about your health. Have you ever done that? Like, you're like sitting there noshing on an ice cream cone. Gosh, I it is ice cream season and I'm so here for it. But like you're sitting there, you're eating that ice cream cone and you're reading this book about like counting your macros and you're like, yeah, healthy, I'm on it. <laughs> you get done and you do, you kind of feel like, oh, I've done something because I've thought about eating healthy when I've actually been eating you know, ice cream, which, you know, there's worse things. I will argue. (laughs) I will defend my ice cream habit to the grave. But, you know, I think that there are ways in which these books can really make us feel good. And because we feel good, we feel like we've done our job. When the job is actually to do and put into action the things that are in this, that are in these books, And I think the same thing could happen if you're listening to this podcast, that you can listen to this podcast, you can listen to my current rant, right? And I make you feel good. And I want to make you feel good. I do. But I also want you to take the tools, the ideas, the practices that I'm equipping you with, and I want you to use them. I want you to use them. And sometimes the doing 
is not nearly as feel good <laughs> as the thinking about the doing. I often talk about there's this gap between these things that we aspire to these things that we aspire to, like the idea of like writing a book is always very romantic to me. Like the idea of writing, I don't know, feels luxurious in my head when I think about it, but like the practice of writing is a little painful for me. <laughs> for some of you, it may not be, but for me, it's a little bit painful to sit down and write, um, especially to do certain types of writing. And so, there's sometimes this gap between our idealization of this thing that we want to do and the actual practice of doing it. And I recently heard, I was listening to a podcast by Steph Gass, who is amazing and has taught me so much about podcasting. And in her podcast, she had recently gone to Brendan Burchard's um, Big Growth Day conference. She posed this question that came out of one of the sessions which is, are you interested or are you committed? Are you interested or are you committed? And I was like, ooh, that one got me because I really like the question, heck yes or no. So if something isn't a heck yes for you, if you aren't super excited about it, it's a no. And I really have always struggled with this because so many things feel like a heck yes for me that I've had to do a lot of work to start to discern between the things that are really my heck yeses and which are my no's. And I actually think that that question, are you interested? Because I am easily interested. I'm easily interested. I will read that book. I will say yes to that opportunity. And sometimes what I need to do is discern between am I interested or am I committed? So brilliant, so helpful. So today, what I want you to do is I want you to locate those places where your thinking has become feel good. Where are those places that you are consuming information, you are reading books, you are thinking about things, and it makes you feel cozy, it makes you feel warm, but y'all, it is time to act. It is time to do, even if that's the uncomfortable part. You're a strong, capable person, you have encountered so many challenges in your life. This little bit of discomfort you can move through. You can do it. And I want you to think, are you interested or are you committed? And what is it going to take to move you from interest to commitment? I hope that this podcast is not something that just makes you feel good. I hope that this podcast is giving you tools to put into practice. Feet on the ground, folks, feet on the ground. I wish for you commitment. I wish for you the courage to act even when it's a little uncomfortable. I encourage you to find those moments of catharsis and let them motivate you, but don't let them stop you. Don't stop at feeling good but I hope you do feel good. <laughs> I hope that you can find joy in the process. I wish for you a wonderful, beautiful day. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. 
I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.